You're listening to Real Talk. Previews. Yes. I, I, I give a I give that's, so much leniency. No, that. That's the time. You can get on your phone for all I care. No, yeah, that's the time to do it. Yeah. But the second the production logos roll, exactly. your phone better be silenced or off and in your pocket. Yeah. And your mouth better be zipped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll permit a laugh here and there. A laugh or a little or a little whisper yeah. conversation to your friend. But the second you whip out your phone, dude, no. I'm, I'm about to come no, over there and no. smack you across yeah. the face. No. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Real Talk. I'm Thomas. And it's your boy, Carson S. Davis. It's your boy. Episode four, guys. Who would have thought we made it here? Who would have thought? Carson, you know if dolphins had thumbs, (laughs) we'd be finished. (laughs) (laughs) We were having a conversation before this about why humans have evolved. And Carson just gives me a thumbs up. It's because of thumbs. It's got to be, right? Well, you know, dolphins are the smartest animals. Really? Smartest mammals. Well, I guess second smartest mammals. Yeah. Because we're the smartest. Yeah. That's um, kind of a self-centered thing to say, Thomas, that you're smarter. No, not me personally. I'm uh. probably <laughs> one of the, I'm, I'm probably in the like fourth quartile <laughs> <laughs> of the human race. I, 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 would, I, I wouldn't say that, Thomas. Come on. I mean, give yourself I'm here doing credit. that. I'm here doing real talk. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, that's big brain moves there. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, Carson... We're in a new studio. That we are. We I are. moved. We've got a new setup. We've got... Guys, please forgive us. These mic stands might be a little bit loud throughout the episode. Yeah. So I apologize. Bear with us. Yeah. We are still getting our ducks in a row on episode four. But happy new year. It's well, New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. Hopefully. We're going into a new decade, the roaring 20s. Maybe if you don't listen to this on New Year's Eve when this episode drops, it's already 2020. Who so knows? hello from the past. Yeah. Wow. 2019. It's kind of wild. It's been a wild decade. Um, God, there's been a lot of really just dumb stuff happening. Yeah, there really has. The last 10 years. Think about 2010, how long ago that was. Well, it feels like yesterday, though. It It doesn't feel that long ago. No, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. Well, because in in 2010, I was in elementary school. Mm. Yeah, me too. I I was in third grade, I think. Third? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I was in... I must have been... Fifth. Yeah. Must have been in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago. You remember silly bands? Yeah. Dude, everyone was wearing those at PE. Yeah. That I mean, most people wouldn't get that unless you're a kid in this decade, but that's true. If you were a kid in this decade, you yeah. know. You well, know. I guess for those of you who don't know, um, silly bands are like they're just rubber bands that you wear as bracelets, but they're cut in the shape of things. So you get one that says like cool or you get one in the shape of a star and like people would collect yeah. them and trade them at recess and yeah. stuff like that do you ever have that one kid who wore them from their wrist to their elbow yeah and you were really worried about their circulation <laughs> <laughs> i mean their hands probably don't function properly today because no, they wore no. so many rubber like, bands yeah. on, their, on their hands but yeah no i remember in pe we were doing those you know those little scooter things oh yeah where you like get your fingers chopped off oh. and you run where you run into somebody that, that was a pain well, we were doing that and this like i'm just I just I don't know why, but this stuck with me. There's people had those around their wrists, and just, that's the memory that comes to mind when you mm. say silly bands. Yeah, so silly those silly bands. They are silly. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they are so silly, aren't they, Thomas? Such a silly um, social construct. Well, what's what's another thing that you really love about 
the decade of 2010? Um, I don't know. Okay, so one thing is I think meme culture has gone way downhill. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> <because> really. <laughs> think, think about the original memes. It was impact font. And yeah, it was like there it was, was like there was like nine memes. Yeah, there was only you nine just, you could use. You just, like you just Bri- bad luck Brian. Yeah, bad luck Brian. There was there grumpy was cat. Pepe. Pepe was a there classic. Was that, there uh, was the dinosaur one. Oh yeah, and there was a, yeah, but bad luck Brian is I think kind of the king of them all. Yeah, he really was a classic. Oh yeah, you no, know, he's had a he's had a, he's had quite the glow up. Have you seen him? No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen bad luck Brian. No, he but, does not look like he's had bad luck. <laughs> what about what about the one? Tell me the name of that meme, and it's obviously like hand drawn, black and white. Oh, and oh. it's like the epic meme. Oh, I the think. troll one. Yeah, the troll meme. Yeah, that's the troll. That's the OG. Yeah, that's the classic. That's yeah. a total classic. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's also this. Remember, there's like it was like panel drawings, so it was like you get like nine panels, in yeah, there, or six panels in it or something, and it was like the, oh, it was like the. I don't know, but it was like those really rough sketches of the guy with like the big chin or something, and they'd be like, like if there was a dog, he'd be like Le Wolf. <laughs> remember those ones? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. that was in this decade though. Yeah, think well, about memes now though. How much I mean, they've evolved. Now everything's a meme. And then let's talk about you know technology. Let's do that. I mean, 2010. I mean, we were on the iPhone three or four. Well, yeah, because the first iPhone came out in 2007, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was came out my kindergarten year. That was nearly thirteen years ago. Can you believe wow. that? Can, thirteen look years. Look how much we've progressed. The first iPhone, like you couldn't even change the back, like the background on your lock screen. Wasn't it you a could, sunflower? No, it was just black on the lock screen. I mean, I mean the home <laughs> screen, the lock screen. You yeah. could, but yeah, um, yeah no, there was like a sunflower. There was that, was that, that one. That was the photo. There's a couple. Icon. They've kept a couple of classics, like the little, like the one with the lily pad and the flower on it. Mm-hmm. They still got yeah. that. Um, you got to keep the classics. No, my mom actually had the first. Um, iPhone. We have so it. Did my parents. We have it somewhere. Yeah. And it was like a big deal because like I don't know. My my at the at the time that my mom got her first iPhone, a smartphone then was like a BlackBerry. That's what my parents had you know? before they switched. My dad. I, I it was probably a BlackBerry, but I just I just remember calling yeah. it because I was young, and I mean in two thousand seven, I yeah I was like seven or eight. Mm. Um. But um, but I mean, just look at how far we like the iPhones we have now. Oh, I mean, it's it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, well, and people like to complain because we're not like getting these big like leap forwards like like yeah. like from the BlackBerry to the iPhone. Exactly. We're not getting that anymore. But it's it happens in like micro yeah improvements yeah. So like every phone will have these l- features that are a little bit better, but in the long run, when you compare it to where we started, oh, it's insane. Like. Yeah. Whole different ball game, buddy. Yeah. I mean, just just look at the iPhone six. Oh, so speaking of iPhone six and new phones, Sam just upgraded from the iPhone six, and it's like a world difference. Yeah. She got the eleven. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole nother ball. But I remember going from the six, because I got the seven. Mm-hmm. I upgraded from the six to the seven. Loved it, but I mean, it wasn't. It was just like a new phone. There was no real. Right, big thing. But then when I look at my phone now to a six, oh, it's, it's not even not even on the same planet. Yeah, it's it's just it's tiny little improvements like yeah. over the course of years that get you to where we are now. So honestly, I mean, something big will come along that revolutionizes it again. Like it, it always does. I like, heard Apple was uh, planning on discontinuing the iPhone in a few years. Yeah. So what are they gonna do? Just like a new just line. I mean, everything. I mean, it's still, it's come still to gonna be a phone. Yeah. It's just not gonna be iPhone. But it's not gonna be called iPhone. Yeah. We call it something else. 
I'm curious about that. New interface, probably. Yeah, probably, I'll probably do one of those. I remember when iOS six came out. Yeah, everyone was like freaked. Like everyone loved yeah. it because it was like they had a brand new phone. Yeah, honestly, software improvements are some of like the, the best. best. Yeah, you know, just because it's it's like it just makes it more um, intuitive. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Thomas, gotta ask. Just got through the holidays. It's, it's December thirtieth that we're recording this now. About but you'll five be, days yeah, after Christmas. Five days after Christmas. Thomas, I gotta ask, what did Santa Claus bring you? Okay, um, well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind, um, so I'm a big sunglasses nerd, mm. right? Just because, you know, everyone's got their thing that they like to spend money on. I know yeah. yours is shoes. Mine is shoes. Yours is shoes. I don't really have anything like, because I. It's not, it's not every day that you can just buy new camera equipment or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. That's not. You don't just not, have. It's not a petty purchase or anything <laughs> like yeah. that, right? But uh, although recently I've been treating it as such. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so I finally got, so Ray-Ban is my brand of choice. I love Ray-Bans. Mm-hmm. And I have, so I heard that like if you have lighter colored eyes, you're more sensitive to light. And you have blue eyes. I got, I got blue eyes. So like I, I get headaches and stuff when it's just sunny outside and I'm driving. And I'm usually in the car pretty frequently for a long time. Mm. So like I, like for the fast, past five months, every weekend I'd be making a four-hour trip down from Houston up here, vice versa. Um, and after after about an hour of wearing cheap sunglasses, your, like my, your temples start to hurt because it's just pressing on it and the top of your ears start mm-hmm. to hurt. And like I know, especially whenever I road trip out to Georgia. So it's, it's a real bad. nuisance. Yeah, it just, it, it, gets, it gets to be a kind of a pain in the ass. But um. Anyways, as to what I got for Christmas, I got sunglasses, and I've been wanting these like customized, so I don't have to like keep getting like keep trying new ones. So I I got the folding wayfarers, which is my favorite style, and I got them like not engraved, but it has like printed my initials on the temp. On oh, the, that on, that's like, that's the, a nice touch on the ear, and then it says twenty twenty, twenty 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 on it. So it's 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 new beginnings. I got new sunglasses. They're also matte black with blue reflect reflective lenses. And I also got a tobacco pipe. What did you get? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I love how you just threw that in there. Yeah, uh, like I'm a, like I'm you're a, talking like a gentleman, like from the 1900s. Yes. Like, yeah. No. Exactly like that. Um, <laughs> I'm an old, I'm an old soul, as they say, which is really just, um, I think it's a Bill Burr put it, actually, just a nice way of calling someone lame. <laughs> <laughs> that was in one of his specials, I think. That, that's good. That's good. What I got for Christmas, oh boy, oh, actually, so you know, I got like you know a good like I got I got a new iPad. Yeah, no, Apple I saw pencil. that you got you got in the uh, car today. I, I said, will, "Is that new?" You were I like, will. "Yes, I got it for Christmas." I did get it for Christmas. Santa Claus brought it, but wow. one of the coolest gifts I got was one of the smallest. What is that? Hold up, this keychain. It's called a fabric fob. Okay. And I got two of them, and one is a piece of a suit jacket that Philip Seymour Hoffman wore in his Oscar-winning film Capote. Oh, wow. Let me see that. And the other one is at my house, and it's a piece of the army pant that Denzel Washington wore in Courage Under Fire. Wow. Yeah. And that is actually one of the coolest gifts. P.S. Hoffman. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. That is really cool. I I was not expecting to get that. No. Yeah, that's... Came with a certificate of authenticity. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was it was just 
it was I really found that to be so you got one from Denzel and Denzel and, and Phil, and Phil my Hoffman. two acting idols. Well, I have a lot more. That is those nice. are my original. That is nice. Yeah, Philip Seymour. You know, I was in uh, a couple weeks ago, like back in November, actually. Um, I was out in Savannah. Mm. So I, I was originally going out there for a film, but that ended up falling through. And so then I had a week to spend in Savannah just to see my old friends and stuff like that. But I went out, I went out there with Sam and we decided to go down to Universal Studios for a day. Mm-hmm. In one of the shops they had for sale, and this was like eight thousand dollars. Yeah. This, f- but it was a frame, and it had two slides of film. So it was like, it, like you know, when you get film developed, it comes in like yeah. four frames cut at a time. It yeah. was It was eight frames. Yeah. So two strips of film, f- original film from The Godfather. Wow. A, the, the the original celluloid was in there. No kidding. It was I d- what I would do f- like lit- that film. Is what was in the camera. Yeah. Whenever the light coming through the lens was the whole cast of The Godfather. Yeah. That iconic movie. That, that light. Brando. The the con. The the film caught that that exact film. Yeah, that's pretty. Was cool. in the camera that's when they filmed cool. that movie. Like what I would, like if I was rich, to the point where I like had more money than I knew what to do with. Yeah, I just get a bunch of knickknacks like that. Yeah, just memorabilia. You know, you know um, when Shia LaBeouf was in the Indiana Jones movie, mm-hmm. uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Of course. Um, I think, who who was it? Um, but anyways, he had an Indiana Jones hat that he gave. I think it was Drake. Drake came over to his house or something, and he just gave him that hat. In, 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 in a legit Indiana Jones hat. Did For some reason, I felt like either me and you talked about this on a podcast or at home, but this reminds me of when uh, Lenny Kravitz was at Yoko Ono's home, and he just said, he was talking about what, she asked him what he was doing that day, and he said, well, today's my birthday. I'm going to go celebrate. And she goes, oh, really? She goes to the back of her house, pulls out a sweater, and gives it to him, and she goes, this was John Lennon's. Holy crap! How a baller is that? Yeah, to have John Lennon's. Can you imagine? It's like sweater. Like okay, so I've always wondered what the inside of like Spielberg's house would look like. Yeah, because you'd think it would just be like a museum. Because you know, in all of our houses, we've got our prized possessions on display. Yeah, whether it be like a family photo. (laughs) Yeah, or like your like a family heirloom or like passed down for generations, stuff like that. Or like your own knickknacks you got on the shelf just from just from memories throughout yeah. your life. Well, think about Spielberg's memories. Oh, I mean those he's, are he's got a fact. He's like, he's got to have like the whip works. from yeah. from from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, just on a shelf somewhere yeah. collecting dust. You know, like the little like he probably has ET. He, yeah, he's probably got the house. ET animatronic yeah. in his like <laughs> yeah. in, in his like walk-in yeah. room or in his office or something. You know. Yeah. Actually, did he do back to no Zemeckis did back to. Future. Yeah, that was Zemeckis. But okay, so when I was in Savannah, I met this guy who was from New York, and apparently Spielberg has a house on Long Island, mm. or in Long Island or Montauk, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he was a window washer, and he got this he got this gig to go clean this person's windows in Long Island. Or Montauk. Or Montauk, whichever <laughs> one it is. I wonder whose house the this is. The details are mystery, missing. And he said... It was Spielberg's house. He didn't get to go inside, but obviously he's a window washer. Yeah. He said he got to look into like the entry hall. Yeah. And it's like, it is like a museum. Oh, really? He, he said it's like on the like on the left, you've got everything from like E.T. 
Oh my! On the right, really? you've got like a Schindler's List because you know he does a lot of stuff for yeah. like the, like the Holocaust and yeah. the survivors. Because you know he was he made a goal for himself to catch every, like capture the testimony on film of every living I Holocaust survivor. I remember reading this. Yeah. And actually, a couple of years ago in 2017, I was in Poland and got to go to Auschwitz. Oh really? And that was an amazing experience. But he had because you know he directed Schindler's List. Yeah. And he's done all this stuff for the, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 I forget what the foundation is, but you know. You know yeah, I know what you're um, But, you know, they had like a plaque there and like his, like in his name and stuff like that. Just oh, thanking wow. him for everything he's done. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's um, a cool goal that he's set. Yeah. I'm, uh, curi- I'm curious, like how that's going. Yeah, I wonder how far he is. Yeah. But th- I mean, that's such an ambitious goal because I mean, there were millions. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you got to think that was what about to be 80 years ago. Right. So, so I, I mean, mean, a lot of them are, are gone. A lot. And a lot of them who were there were children. That's true. Well, and then probably that's the ones that he's getting on yeah. film because there's children, people who were children there. Yeah. But then are now just old. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that was um, nearly 80 years ago. This is very non sequitur and it's a little bit on the lighter side. It's not as deep. But did you see where... Uh, Francesca Scorsese wrapped her father's gifts. No. She wrapped them in Marvel superhero wrapping paper. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he, he had some words to say yeah, about the Marvel universe. Yeah. He said, what did he say? It's he not, said they're it, not it's, cinema. It, yeah, it's not cinema. I can understand where he's coming from. I understand, too, and I kind of agree with him. Because like, I, you know, I've heard it compared to, I think it was him who compared it to you go compare them to theme parks. You go to watch a Marvel movie the same way you go to Six Flags. Yeah. You go for the, for the ride and for the thrill. Yeah. But Marvel movie will like, like, cinema in Scorsese's eyes, is something that is, is a film that allows you to like reflect yeah, on humanity exactly. and it's and like, like a, it's like, like a study and it's like a movie where you sit when the credits roll. Right. You and know? you know, actually, we both did that yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, but anyways. Um. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree with him because and and you know a lot of times those movies are just money grabs, but I'm not taking away credit. Those movies are still incredibly entertaining. I I'm I understand where he's coming from, but I also think I don't know. I I, I get where he's coming from, but I also get why people are mad at it. I yeah no I I, understand. I get both sides. I'm gonna remain neutral. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I I agree with them. I think those money those are money grabs, but um, I still enjoy it. But they provide a lot of joy to people. They do, and there's like a whole fandom behind it, and that's why I don't think it's like I, I'm just gonna sit this one out, Thomas. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do make there's good movies. Like I saw Far From Home, the new Spider Man movie. Yeah, I was very impressed. And I thought Black Panther was good. I I thought it was I thought it was good. Now. What I what I was about to say about Spider Man, yeah, was the visual effects blew my mind. Mm. However, Black Panther got a lot of heat because of its visual effects because it was rushed and mm. it was sloppy. Like you know that you know that scene where they're fighting like on that train, yeah, on the railway, yeah, that is broken down a lot by visual effects artists. Oh, okay. Like as to like why it's bad and stuff like that. And it was just rushed and they didn't get the motion blur right and it just kind of looks like you're watching a video game fight. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I I mean I like I like the movies. It's just like it's not something like. Okay, okay, and you know how we talk about um, a good movie will make you sit there for a few seconds and think yeah. before you get yeah. up. Well, 
So last night when we saw Uncut Gems. Thomas and I went to go see Uncut Gems together last night. We both sat there, right? Yeah. Now, people sit there in Marvel movies, but it's not for that reason. It's they're waiting for the end credits scene. True. You know? True. And, uh, you know, you can't you can't use that logic on everything. You know, Thomas, let's talk about this. Speaking of that movie, you know, social constructs are pretty odd, aren't they? Yeah. So saw some uh, goofballs yesterday saw, at the I, movie I theater. I saw something that I want to share. Uh, Thomas and I were going through the concession line. At uh, the movie theater. Yeah, I had to get a cashier's check and put a, put a down payment <laughs> on my popcorn because it was $8 for the for a large popcorn. And then, well, no, for the combo, so I got a large popcorn and a drink, $14.81. $14, sir. Oh, boy. Um, but anyways, we got, we got a moral of the story. We got a popcorn. Yeah, so uh, we go up to, you know, butter our popcorn, says one does. And I saw... This lady using, I guess, what you'd call a life hack, which I found to be disturbing, <laughs> but also genius. At it was the same one. It's time. one of those life hacks where it's like you don't need this. It, you don't need it, but it's interesting. It's, it's in, very. I mean, that's what those like five minute craft channels are. Yeah, you know? it's just it, it doesn't make any so, sense. So, like, why would you do this? So let me break this down. It's just kind of interesting. She has a large bucket of popcorn. Okay, she grabs not one but two plastic straws. She unwraps them both and places the straws in the bucket of her popcorn. And she perfectly aims the butter dispenser into the straw so that butter is well dispersed throughout her bucket of popcorn. Now, here is the fallacy in that, Thomas. Do you not (laughs) think that, that that amount of butter soils the bottom of your paper popcorn bucket? Well... I don't think she's just going all the way to the bottom of the bucket. She's oh, probably going she's halfway going down. Halfway. She's going halfway down. Because, one, those are very large buckets. They are. Um, but even even if it was halfway down, it's not going to spread around like she thinks it is. No, because it's going in one it's just, place. It's just going to go on one piece of popcorn. Now, she did have two straws. I'll give her that. Okay, so there's two pieces of popcorn that are extremely <laughs> well buttered at the bottom. So that'll be a nice surprise 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> However, the bottom of the bucket's going to get all greasy. It just sink into the bottom. It's got to, right? It's got to. Yeah. But Carson did point out that that is a very American thing. It's very American. Do. You yeah. would not. You would. You wouldn't go anywhere else in the world and see anyone putting <laughs> straws in a gigantic <laughs> to get more bucket. butter. <laughs> I need, need more, more butter. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't think anywhere else, anywhere else in the world, you could find a butter dispenser. That's also true. That is very American. That that in itself is absurd. I will say though, the butter hack of asking for half first. And then buttering and then getting the other half. But I get yeah. that. Now I that's at, well dispensed. Yeah. Now, I worked at that movie theater for a while. And a lot of people would come up and ask me to like half fill their buckets. So they go over and put butter on, the, on that half. And then top it off. And then they go and put butter on that half. So it's kind of like a butter sandwich. There's a movie and that, theater. And that's a lot smarter because at least it's distributed across. Yeah. And there, there's, there's a movie theater that I attend to that not only do they butter the popcorn themselves. You don't have to. They, without you having to ask, do the half and half. Really? And I respect that. Yeah. That's, respect that's, that. That's luxury, though. Yeah, it is. It, it, you don't even have to ask. Although, it's like a store when, you, policy. When, when you pay to go to the movies, say you're going by yourself, if you want the ticket, yeah. general admission is 1081, at least right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. 
you pay for the ticket, and then you get a large popcorn and a large drink, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's usually like whatever their number one combo is. Yeah. It's $20. It really is. It really that's a, is. That's, that's a steak dinner at Saltgrass. <laughs> And Saltgrass is a steakhouse for our listeners yeah, who no, don't live in Texas. All your well, Saltgrass is not just in Texas. It's in the South, I think. I don't think it's. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been up north looking for Saltgrasses, but I have seen them <laughs> all over the all over in the South. Um, y'all Yankees up there. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, we get the popcorn, and there's actually a line into a c- uncut gems, yeah, which I didn't. I didn't expect. So how do you feel about having to wait to go into the movie theater? Well, because they were cleaning it. Do you think they scheduled movies too close to not give them enough time? Or do you think there was a happy little accident? I think there's probably an accident because, I mean, we got there 10 minutes before and there's no reason that the, I mean, and it, it wasn't a f- packed theater. No. But there was a line and that, that was weird because, well, I mean, it was 10 minutes before the movie started and this isn't like a blockbuster movie you know they're, they're not playing yeah, yeah. you know like because they got the it's X, not they joker got, they got the xd theater yeah and that's reserved for their stuff like endgame yeah and the big releases that are going to be a big box office hit and that's not uncut gems a lot of people don't even know it's out yeah it's out it, go see it surprisingly it is kind of a banger cast though so you would think it might be yeah what's out right now that is the blockbuster the blockbuster right now wouldn't be Little Women, would it? There's not really. Well, it's not blockbuster Knives season. Out. It's not blockbuster season though. Yeah, it that's isn't. that's it isn't. June, July. Yeah. May, June, July. When people have time. You know, that's the summer drops. I mean, Jaws came out in the summer. Yeah. I think that was a July release. Um, which could you imagine? Because like back then, so movies were, or large scale movies were not super common, right? No. Imagine going to the theater, watching Jaws in July, or maybe watching it while you're at the beach. Can you imagine how scary that would be? Oh, because now boy. we, I mean, now we look at it and it's just like, and oh, it's, it's, like it's, obvi- it's obviously a fake shark and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, then that but was then, I mean, revolutionary. Listen, when the first, I don't know if you know this, the first narrative film that showed in a theater was called The Great Train Robbery. It was 1902. Hmm. Um, this movie had a shot head on of a train on the we were, so cameras on the tracks yeah trains coming right at the camera people had never seen this before they didn't know what of what a movie was yeah they jumped out of their seats because they thought they were gonna hit by a train wow you know like if i could time travel to see something like that yeah that is that would pretty be wild. incredible you know like that's ne- they, because like now like before. we're not phased by anything no like imagine what it would take out of a movie to get you to jump out of your seat to to physically jump out in fear for your life. Yeah, it would take yeah. a lot. I don't know why, but that reminds me. There's that new. It was a Jordan Peele movie, from the director of Get Out. Oh, and uh, Antebellum. Yeah, that looked interesting. It really did. I don't. Was it Jordan Peele, or was it? Yeah, it, he directed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was him. It was Jordan Peele. But um, that looked really good. He's doing some good stuff. He really is, and it's funny because I read this thing of like you know he obviously did comedy. Yeah, with Key and Peele. Key and Peele, and it's when you think about it, comedy and drama. I think being funny actually helps you become a better. Well, and dramatic writer. Every year, the Hollywood Reporter around Oscar season gets the actors, the writers, 
actors, writers, actresses, and directors, and cinematographers, all for a roundtable for all the nominated movies. Oh, really? And they talk to each other, and it's kind of conducted by an interviewer. Um, but this year, the actors won. Um, oh, shoot. I just lost my train of thought. Thomas, this is a podcast. What were you, you talking about? I know, but what were you talking about? How being a dramatic writer can oh. help by being a comedian. So he, it's Adam Sandler sitting, sitting there for Uncut Gems, and he's sitting next to Tom Hanks and De Niro. Oh, wow. And Adam Driver. Oh, it's I a, saw pictures of this. It's a great. Where, did, where great can I watch thing. that? Where well, can Adam, the viewers the watch this? The full episode isn't out. They're, okay. they're kind of publishing highlights right now from it. Okay. But, anyways, one I of those. I gotta watch that. One of those I watched, and it was Tom Hanks and De Niro both complimenting Sandler. Because wow. like Tom Hanks told Sandler, comedy is way what was it? Uh, comedy is harder than getting killed mm. because it like it's easy to f- they say it's easy to um, act like you're dying or yeah. you know just do that kind of stuff, but being funny takes a lot more nuance. Yeah, it you does. Know? It's a lot more in the performance. And you know, you never really think of it like this. And me, I've only really acted on a stage with a live audience, but I never really thought of it like this, but when you're doing a comedic movie, there's no, like, not all the time the cat or the crew is going to laugh at you, well, so you no, don't really know if it's funny. 90% of the time, they're not going to. Yeah, because they're I mean, worried about what they're doing. Yeah, they're doing their job. You've know, yeah. you got, you got the sound guy who's watching levels. He's not listening to what you're saying. He's just yeah. listening to how loud you're saying it. Or, you know, the director. So it's like you never really know if it's funny. The only person listening to the content of it, honestly... Are either the producers who aren't doing anything, the director, and the ac- and the other actors? Yeah, yeah. You know, because everyone's got their job, and they're busy. Um, but no, I I would agree. Comedy is is hard, and it's a lot of times just underrated. Like people don't give it the credit it deserves. Yeah, they don't. You know, like when was the last time you saw a comedy at the Oscars? Oh, you know, or or, yeah. or like I mean I know there's like comedies, but they're they're never like the hangover. Yeah. It's always, it's going to be something like dramatic, like a dramatic comedy. Yeah, but I or mean. Like like Wes Anderson style kind you, of thing. Like a, I get why dramas are favored, and I prefer doing dramas. Yeah. Well, and it, 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 I think it kind of goes back to what Scorsese said about being cinema. Yeah. Cinema being like a reflection yeah. of like humankind. And yeah. it's like. It's a lot deeper, and yeah. there's more, like more of a connection that you make like, with the I characters. Like I want to relate, like, that. like with the human connection part to it, the right? Human experience, but right? But I mean, that's the same thing in comedy. I like real life stories. It's the same thing in comedy. Yeah, because comedy is just it's about relatability, you know. Because I mean, comedy is subjective. Yeah, of course. So, you know, what's funny to one person is not funny to the next, and that's that's based on experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, like grown ups, people find funny because ninety nine percent of grown ups have gone through what like yeah. whatever they're talking yeah. about in the movie. You know, and that's why it's funny. Yeah, because they can relate to it exactly. And, and uh, even I mean, most of the best dramas have that few that scene of comedic relief. Oh yeah, well you need it. Yeah, you need it. And you know what? Uncut gems. Should we should we go into it? We'll go into Let's it. Let's go into it. Um, we're thirty minutes in. Uncut Gems. We saw last night, starring Adam Sandler, Idina Menzel. Who I, else was in there? Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett was in there. There was um. 
Oh, I don't know. Those are those are the important ones. <laughs> um, I'll start. Okay. We had it was such a great time watching this movie. Yeah, I had a blast. It was very entertaining. Just to say that, okay. And let now, me tell you, that will throw you in there. That movie just throws you into it. You got to be ready to pay attention. Yeah, because it is go 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 from from the. From the, the first year zero mark. time code yeah. all the way to the end. Yeah. It it's a fast, fast movie. Um now Adam Sandler. Okay, well, here I'll say this. My recommendation is lower your expectations going into the movie. Just kind of go into it and accept the movie as, for, as for how it is. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think that's why the tra- that they made the trailer obscure. Yeah, you don't really know what it's yeah. about because it's hard to say what it's about. I thought it was going to be like all about casinos or something. N- yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't know. Yeah. I just thought it was like a gym dealer who got yeah. in some trouble. And um, it's more. I would say it's not. This is not what it is, but it has more of a vibe of like a heist. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. Like, yeah. kind of the it's it's the same intensity that you get out yeah. of like Ocean's Eleven, exactly, or something like that. Exactly. You know, yeah. where it's kind of like that. You feel kind of kind of badass watching it. Like, yeah, like, like you're in on it. Yeah. Um, the movie was very well directed. The cinematography mm-hmm. was beautiful. It was a beautiful movie to look at. I it thought was, it was very well acted. It was. It yeah. Well, that was a whole different thing. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler. You know. We talk. We're talking about grownups, which is kind of more what he's known for. Yeah, he's Com- more known comedy for like stuff Happy like Gilmore. That. And y- I thought going into Dude, it that it would be hard watching him do something serious. Mm-hmm. But, but it he wasn't. W- he was so good that like thirty seconds into it, yeah, I was like, I like I forgot it was Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. You know, and he did. There was a couple scenes in there where and okay, do we want to spoil it? Ah. Uh, I, mm. I don't want to spoil the ending because that's such a shock that it like it, you need to no, experience it. No, you don't want to spoil the ending. You need to experience it. But I'll, I'll both, we can talk about some other scenes. I mean, yeah. this is a film podcast. We can't just talk in so, general terms. So we're just going to, I'm just going to want to be on record to say that from this point forward, you might be hearing uh, some spoilers to this picture. So if, if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip forward. This is your official spoiler alert. Yeah, we need to make a button for that. We do. You say we, yeah, but it's gonna be me. Yeah, hey, by the way, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. I do absolutely nothing. He just shows up and talks. I show up and look pretty. Promos and I show up and look pretty. Editing the podcast. However, I will say I got up at seven. I know I got up at six forty-five this morning. It was an early one, but that that was our own fault. Yeah, for neglecting to make an outline. Yeah, we well one we also went to that movie, so I didn't go to sleep until like. One in the morning because yeah. I got caught up watching this comedy stand-up special. Yeah. But what was it? It was um, Seth Meyers. Bobby oh, oh, Baby. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Um, yeah, no, I got home last night and I tried. Okay, we're gonna go on a sidebar here, yeah, here for for a few. Here's moments. our classic tangent. This is gonna be an, an official tangent because yeah. we're acknowledging it before we go on. Exactly. It. Yesterday, Obama tweeted his top was it top ten. No, uh, or just no, his, it's just his favorite just his movies of 2019. Obama's Barack Obama, the president, ex president Barack Obama. Remember that whole that, the 44th that, president. Going back to memes for a second. This is the tangents tangent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to memes for a second. Remember that meme 
where everyone was like, what's Obama's last name? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was kind of recent. But anyways, we'll go through his kind of list. But anyways, I thought it was interesting. He tweeted, next up are my favorite movies and TV shows of 2019. Of course, there's also American Factory, a film from our own production company, Higher Ground, that was recently shortlisted for an Oscar. Here's the full list. So I didn't know Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle, mm-hmm. had a production company called Higher Ground. I, I actually did because my dad has recommended American Factory to me. So I haven't watched it yet, though. I, was, I think it's on Netflix. I, yeah, it is. I started to do my research last night because mm-hmm. I wanted to be well prepared for this. Yeah. Now... I'm not. I'm not talking about his political views or anything. Like I could. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Right. But now, that being said, I tried to watch American Factory. Yeah. Last night, because I wanted to get educated. Yeah. On it was. Was it good? It was boring. Really. It, it was really boring. See, now, I'm, I, I can I'm a fan see of the informational documentary. Though. Me too. Yeah. But it can be done in an entertaining way. Yeah. You know. Um. I mean, my recommendation of the week this week is an informational yeah, series. It is. We'll get to that, but um, no, I just th- I thought it was boring. I ended up turning it off and watching the, watching three episodes of the morning show. That is such a which banger. is an incredible show. Been I I been urge you all that. to watch that because I finished the first season and whoa, let me tell you, yeah, <laughs> hey, do what I did, um, get the seven day free trial. <laughs> watch the whole series. It's only 10 episodes, right? Yeah, hour, hour long. Yeah, watch the whole series. Cancel the free trial before they <laughs> before they charge you because there's really nothing else on Apple TV Plus. Yeah. That that is on Netflix yet. 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 Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. they'll 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 push promos out for it and stuff. Um It's only $5 a month. It is. It is. Hey, how about this? Cancel your Disney Plus membership. Get Apple TV Plus. Oh, well, look, on Netflix, there's American Factory, a conversation with the Obamas. Oh, really? Yeah, about making it. Yeah. You know, they have a conversation with uh, Scorsese, Pesci, De Niro. Too. Yeah, behind the Irishman, right? Yeah, or Irishman in conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, they also got a podcast for that. For what? The, the, talking about the Irishman. Some, like who? Um, like just a group of guys like us? Or no, like... like Cast like, like the cast, cast crew, people who worked on it. Uh, I need to read. Let I me look it up. That. I, I, I do want to talk to the audience for a second here, and I just want you to realize that I think we just went on six or seven tangents in one tangent. So that's pretty, that's yeah. something to be proud of. Oh, okay. So that's where I got confused. The podcast is called Behind the Irishman. It says, Go behind the scenes of Martin Scorsese's The Irishman with this official companion podcast. From Netflix, hosted by a comedian and Irishman co-star Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Manis- whatever. He, he was in it. He was Features uh, interviews with the cast and crew, including Scorsese, De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. Go listen. They got four episodes so far. Um, but anyways, let's get back on track. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut gems. Actually, right. wait. Oh, we, no, no. Should we, we finish? We, we got to finish the tangent. We got to finish. <laughs> <laughs> we got to finish. All right, so well, so we'll we'll read his list, okay? Mr. or President Obama's favorite movies of 2019. First up on there, they're in alphabetical. I disagree. Order. They're in alphabetical. Number order. one, I disagree. He put American Factory. I mean, it's, it's obviously biased. it's obviously biased. So he has to have. I think it's more there. promo. I put it on there. I think it's more I promo than anything. Uh, Amazing Grace. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Is it, let me look this up. Yeah, look it up. Um, he's got Apollo 11. 
That That's movie, a documentary, right? Yeah, that was amazing. So they took old 70 millimeter footage that they got back during the Apollo 11 launch to go to the moon. Yeah. Right? I think that was April oh, of 1969. Oh, about Aretha Franklin. Oh, oh yeah. I, I saw that. that. I didn't see it, but you know, I, I want to. I think it was a documentary too. Spike Lee produced it. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's a, but anyways, he's a legend. Apollo 11, they took all this old archived 70 millimeter footage and like you know what's what's the uh um the one with the world war one peter jackson oh 1917 no 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 no. it was the it was old footage that they restored oh, and they, they, i know what you're talking about the, i know what you're talking they about. recorded adr which is additional dialogue recording yeah. um and they got lip readers to read their lips, so you can tell in this old World War One archive footage. They shall not. They sh- they, they shall, shall not, not grow, grow old. old. Yeah. They shall not grow old. That's what it is. That was good too. But it's like that. So Apollo Eleven took that old footage and restored it. Yeah. It looks like it was shot yesterday. No kidding. It was incredible. This and the editing in it, the storytelling, because really they're just taking this B roll. Yeah. And making a f- hour long movie out of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, is I, it like I, dialogue or is it just kind of? It's the same thing. So they. There's not really dialogue. There's voiceover, I think. Yeah. And interviews. Um, but it's really mostly just kind of showing the B-roll Where can in I chronological order. I think it's on... Oh, gosh. Is it on Netflix? or It might be on Netflix at this point. Let me look. Uh, this is... While you're looking, uh, this reminds me... that What you're describing reminds me of... I read the other day that they're doing... They're bringing... Listen to this. They're making a World War II movie with actors... But do you know who the lead is? Who? James Dean. What? Who died however many years ago. Probably 60-something years ago. All CGI. In Australia. Oh, no. Kevin Hart started playing by accident. By the way, that's a good uh, docuseries. Kevin Hart, Don't F This Up on Netflix. He is a hard worker. You got to respect that. He will bust his butt. He respects the grind. I really enjoyed watching his docuseries. I learned a lot about actors and the industry. Okay. Well, it's not on Netflix, but I, I know I know you can find it on Amazon Prime Video or Hulu. It's on Hulu. That's what it is. So, yeah, definitely go give that one a look. But anyways, let's keep going down his list. Then we got uh, Ash is Purest White. Don't know what that is either. We got Atlantic's Birds of Passage, Booksmart. Oh, it's a Chinese drama film. Okay. Um, we got Booksmart, Diane, The Farewell, Ford versus Ferrari. I saw that the other day. Oh, was it good? It was amazing. I heard Booksmart was good too. I did hear I did hear Book Booksmart was good. Oh, you know he had to put it. You know he had to put the Irishman. The Irishman. I oh, mean, and I'm ready to see that. Just Mercy. That looks good. It's with uh, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is nominated. Jamie Foxx is such a legend. He is a jack of all trades. He's not even a, like, he's a god of all trades. Yeah. You know, honestly, one of my favorite roles of his was Django. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. It was just so entertaining. Have you seen on Netflix, they have uh, Django extended cut and it's like four different one hour clips. Really? Yeah. I have not seen that. I need to check that out. But anyway, I love that movie. This is very, I just got to go and say that. Give me 10 seconds. Jamie Foxx, hilarious comedian, had his own sitcom. Won an Oscar for his depiction of Ray yep. Charles because it was you can't even tell the yep. difference. Uh, he can sing. I mean, he can do it all. Yeah, he is. He is a mogul. He is incredibly talented. Yeah, 
Um, and he's he from hold, right here in he, Terrell, Texas. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? That's just down the road. Yeah. He's he's from right here in Terrell, oh, that's Texas. Like, that's like 15 miles my, from my here. My dad went to college and sat next to his cousin in his like English class. Wow. Yeah. That's an oddly strange yet far connection. Yes. It really Close is. Close yet far connection. It's just a little, another little enigma of my life. Yes. Anyways, Ford versus Ferrari. Christian oh, Bale, Matt sorry. Damon. Yeah. Both amazing. Matt Damon, Christian Bale, both legends. Yeah. Okay. So, Christian Bale plays a Brit. Mm. Very well. Yeah. He's he is amazing because like I mean, this is the guy who played Batman. Yeah. Seeing did you I'm see Batman to did you see him do uh, Vice as Dick Cheney? No. That was amazing. But. I did see him in um, American Hustle. Oh, yeah. Incredible movie. Yeah. Isn't Jennifer Lawrence in that? Yes. Is De Niro in that? No, he's no. in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Which was the same year. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, that, I mean, that was a good movie. We studied that in my sound design class. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, for um, diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Mm. For those of you who don't know, here's a little fact. Another tangent, 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 tangent. Um, diegetic sound is sound that the actors can hear within the movie. Hmm. Non-diegetic sound is stuff like your score that they can hear that only we can hear. I diegetic sound is so like what if would they're you, playing it on a record player. Yeah, that's diegetic. So what what do you consider like uh, when Walking Phoenix hears the score and dances to it? Is that when he hears the score and dances? Because they to played it? it on the set, but it was also well. Okay, so now in the um. That scene where he's dyeing his hair and dancing in his underwear, yeah, starts as as well, what we would assume is non non diegetic, yeah, because you think only we hear it, yeah, because I mean you can tell by the sound quality whether or not of it's course it's, yeah. it's mixed or not, yeah. right? It wasn't mixed; it was just playing. played. However, turns into diegetic because what, afterwards he's sitting at his vanity, grabs the scissors, and you hear that same song. Yeah, you're That's right. That's life. That makes Frank sense. Sinatra. Playing on his radio. That makes sense. And that's exactly what we studied in um, uh, American Hustle. Because the same thing happens there. Okay. They, have, they have a big scene, like, sequ- yeah. like they have a big flashy sequence that goes into, like, and this song's playing, and then it comes out of it, and they're in a ballroom, and then that guy at the ballroom is yeah. singing that song. And and uh, also, Christian Bale, he was in, uh, in his, this is probably in the 90s, he was in American Psycho, a classic. That was amazing. Cold classic. Yeah, I love that movie. Anyways, let's get through this list. We got to yeah, talk about uncut gems. Yeah, still. sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry, Adam Sandler. The last black man in San Francisco. Um, that's not a sentence. That's the movie that I'm saying. I didn't want y'all to think that I was just saying that out of nowhere. No, it's a it's a movie about uh, I think I saw the trailer for it. It's about two guys going back to their childhood home, I believe. They try to like, uh, get it back. Yeah. I heard it's really good, uh, and it's a good like political statement too. Little Women, I do want to see. I do want to see Meryl that's up, Streep. That's up, that's up Timothy for Chalamet, yeah. Greta Gerwig wrote it and directed. Did she really? Yeah. Oh wow! And uh, Lady Bird. Yeah, uh, is uh, in it too. Cersei Ronan. Cersei. Cersei. Yeah. Oh. Or Cersei. I, I can't pronounce anything. Yeah. I, like I said, guys, we're just fourth two Texan boys. Fourth quartile of humanity. <laughs> Um, what else we got here? Marriage Parasite? Story. Oh, Marriage, marriage story. story. I watched this the other day. Phenomenal picture. It that, was really good. I'm giving that the picture rating. <laughs> okay. That, that was a picture. All right. For new listeners, it goes movie, lowest rating. Yeah. Film, kind of five out of ten. Yeah. 
Picture? Seven out of ten. Out of ten. Eleven it, out of ten. Picture. Okay, let's let's actually, let's actually define this. Yeah. Movie is probably zero to four. Yeah. Um, film five to seven. Yeah. Picture, actually no. Film five to like eight. Yeah. Picture eight, ten, and beyond. And cinematic motion picture. Cinematic motion picture is is a legend. Like that's like that's that's like that's stuff that only comes around every hundred years. <laughs> that like Jaws, Jaws. cinematic most but just because it was so revolutionary for exactly, its time. exactly. You know, The Godfather. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. classics. Those are cinematic yeah. motion pictures. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Carson, <laughs> Carson's getting so giddy about this. He's I, like I'm, sitting I'm, up in his seat. I'm giving I'm giving Marriage mm. Story a picture. I love picture. that. I love that I, picture. I, I have to agree. That was so, although I, I will say so well acted. And I told you this so last well directed. night. I told you this last night. You haven't seen Adam Driver in much, besides Star Wars at this point, right? Uh, he's been in some stuff. Well, for me, the first twenty minutes of the movie, I was fully believing I was watching Kylo Ren prior to <laughs> Star Wars. Like, I was like, oh, that sucks, man. That's why he became evil. He got a divorce. It ruined his life. He took all of his money. Oh, he was in, um, well, he was in, uh, Black Klansman. With that's, oh, was that, that's Spike Lee. Spike Lee, and you know who stars in that? Who stars in Black Klansman? Do you know? Denzel. Denzel's son. Oh. How boss is that? Oh. And Denzel has worked with oh. Spike Lee a lot. And now his son is working with Spike Lee. How that's awesome cool. is that's, that? That's like generational mentor, mentorship. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. You know, when I was at uh, NYU this summer, yeah, there was a kid. We had this. We had to go to this like uh, uh, seminar thing. Mm-hmm. And this kid was running late. And I envy this kid. And I wish I was running late to that because you know who he saw walking out of the building? Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Oh. He just started walking out and walking on the streets Ooh. of New York. Just like... Got a little pep in his step. Yeah. A little late, dude. Who cares if you're late? If I was late and got to meet Spike Lee, eh, it would have been worth every Legend. Let's get through this. Yeah. Sorry, we're taking so long. It's okay. It's conversation. This is real talk. This isn't scripted, guys. Yeah, this is real talk. Anyways, Parasite. Heard that was very good. it's really good. I've had a lot of recommendations I need to watch. Yeah. The Souvenir. Souvenir. Transit. And And then he says, a quick list of TV shows that I considered as powerful as movies. Fleabag, season two. Unbelievable. I heard Watchmen is really Watchmen. I also heard that. Watchmen. Okay, now we're through that. Do you also find it interesting that the former president of the United States has a production company called Higher Ground? I think it's really cool. I, I, I agree. I think it's cool. Um, but it is interesting. It, it really is. Do really you think do you think Donald Trump will have one when he comes out of <laughs> when he gets out of office? I don't think so. He might already have one actually. He probably does. Or did have one. He's kind of dabbled. In He's a got lot enough of money to fund whatever he wants to fund. Yeah, what is he worth? Like thirty billion? Billions and billions and billions. Billions and billions and billions. Can't help it. That was good. Uh, the hand motions really helped. Guys. Yeah. Hey, when when we get uh, this podcast to be recorded, you'll get to see more of us live, like talking. Well, recorded video. This is being recorded. recorded. Well, we're recorded audio now. Right. Video soon to come. Yeah, soon come. Got a new camera, so here we go. Back to the original outline. Let's here get, we are let's get again. Back to here we are. Yeah. Uncut gems. Uncut Acting gems. was incredible. Adam Very Sandler well. really blew me away in that. Yeah, he really did. He completely embodied the character. Do you like, want me to tell you one of my favorite parts of the movie? What? 
because I respected it so much. <laughs> I respected it so much because I uh, I grew up watching Good Times. That was like my favorite TV mm-hmm. show when I was growing mm-hmm. up. This 1970s uh, comedy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they got John Amos, mm-hmm. the dad in that, and he was also in Coming to America. Uh, literally, literally a five second cameo. Yeah, it was literally two lines for a cameo, yeah. but I loved every second of it. Yeah, it, it was it was like the equivalent of a Stanley. Time. Yeah, exactly. Or less. L- probably less. Yeah, he literally opened the door and said no. <laughs> and then <laughs> shut it. It was amazing. But I love John Amos. He he is such a boss. Yeah, Very underrated. That was cool. That was cool. Um now, Carson did have some qualms with the movie. Let's discuss that. Okay. I okay. Well let's 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 first state where we stand with it. Okay. I I love it. Yeah. Exceeded my expectations. Okay, because I had so little. Yeah, Carson. I had expectations. I'm. I'm going to. I'm. I'm not going to sit here and say to you that I didn't like the picture. I, right. I, I love the picture. It's a good movie, but I was going into it for some reason thinking it was this. You know, it is a drama, but I was thinking it was going to be this like heavy dialogue. Well, there was a lot of there dialogue. was, but I I wasn't expecting it to have the heist vibe, right? And it now, did. I'm it, not mad at that. The movie's just not just a heist different. movie. No, it's not. It's just vibe. Yeah, it's kind of vibe. You get, you get the same feeling from it. Although you got to pay attention a lot more. It's a really fast movie. Very fast. Like it went by fast. They I think. had it well played out because I never really got lost. But I, I didn't get. I lost. was worried that I was going to. Me too. Me too. I was like, oh no, am I missing something? Yeah. There was one. There was one point where you go. Oh, in the movie. Oh, and I was like, "What did he just get that I missed?" Yeah, it's like am yeah. I lost or something. Yeah. So, yeah, pay attention. Pay don't attention. be on your phone because I hate you if you're on your phone in yeah. the movie. Yeah. You know, me and my dad when we go to the movies together, if someone's on their uh, phone, I like to throw milk duds at them. Do you really? Yes. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> so don't be on your phone when you're in the movie with me. Okay, you're gonna get a milk dud to the back of your ear. Have you ever seen uh, George Costanza lose it in the movie theater because someone's talking? No. It's funny. It's it's annoying. Yeah, it really is. When you pay ten eighty one for a ticket it. to be on your phone the whole time? Yeah, it really is annoying. I will say, okay, let's okay. I know we're going on another tangent here, fellas, but I just gotta say it. Here's my uh here's my opinion on cinema etiquette. Okay. This is a, actually a good thing to talk about, guys. Yeah. We need to educate the public on what they need to do and what they need to here's not my, do when they're in the movies. Here's my personal rule. I'm gonna get fired up about this. Here's my personal rule. Okay, if I'm going to a heavy movie with like one of my favorite actors, like mm-hmm. say Denzel, mm-hmm. right? I'm sitting there and I'm not talking to anybody throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Right. However, during any movie, I grant full, full permission, and I fully allow talking during previews. Previews. Yes. I, I, I give a. I give. So that's, much leniency. No, that. that's the time. You can get on your phone for all I care. No, yeah, that's the time to do it. Yeah. But the second the production logos roll, exactly, your phone better be silenced or off and in your pocket. Yeah. And your mouth better be zipped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll permit a laugh here and there. A laugh or warranted. a little or a little whisper. Yeah. Conversation to your friend, but the second you whip out your phone, dude, no, I'm I'm about to come no, over there and no. smack you across yeah. the face. No. <laughs> that I don't rob I don't you of 1081. That. Now I will say this. I will say this. If I'm with a friend, yeah, I'll snicker. You know, I'll yeah. 
But I'll, I'll, whisper, <laughs> I'll but say it. Yesterday, yeah. you were not snickering. You were full no, blown. It was laughing there. There was yeah. some funny parts to that. Yeah. But I will say this. When there is an emotion-heavy, hard-setting drama where it's Denzel starring or Meryl starring. Yeah. Or it's, you know, well, even even last night with Adam Sandler. I, I, I don't talk. You can't talk. You can you can you can make a little quip. Yeah. But you can't talk. You're not having a conversation. No, that's for after the picture. Exactly. Which we had a lot of. Which is what we're doing right now. Yeah, we literally we we love talking after the picture so much we made a podcast. <laughs> so we could talk for hours about it. We're we're getting up at six fifteen. Guys, you heard it here. We love movies. We love <laughs> we love you. Real talk brought to you by you. Just kidding. Real talk <laughs> is brought to you by you for 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 ninety nine cents a month. You could down to ninety nine cents. You can you can go up to ten dollars a month if you want to. But you don't have to. Twenty dollars. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. I just wanted to say that um. I know that the Christmas season is over and that we're going into New Year's, a new decade, a fresh start. And I just wanted to say that you will always be in my heart. Head over to anchor.fm to our Real Talk page. Consider consider becoming a supporter. <laughs> Guys, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. This is not the end of the podcast. Just kidding. That was completely Ooh. improvised. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta put that in. God, God damn it. Anyways, Sorry. that was improvised. That wasn't supposed to happen. No, it just... It just happened. It just happened. It's real. It's real. It's real. Anyways, and we're not scripted. However, we do <coughs> have an outline. We do have an outline. Keep us on track. That's not working all right, well so at all. Thomas, Thomas, yes, sir. Thomas, Thomas, Carson Davis. Listen to this. Let's get back to Uncut Gems for the yeah, third time. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> we're not good at staying on topic. We're only at the fifty-seven minute mark. We've got yeah. five more points to hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Now. So, Uncut Gems, let's talk about this. So, I, let me go back and give a more detailed, prescrise, more precise, more understanding. What's of a prescrise? Anyways, continue. Thomas, please. <laughs> please. I'm getting us off topic. Thomas, this, this episode should be called episode 04 slash slash tangents. Tangents. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I'll consider that. So, uh, we're on a tangent talking about it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, here's my thing. I went into it thinking it was going to be a drama, which it is. It is a drama. I, I heard that it was very well acted and well directed, which it was. Both very well acted, very well directed. But I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be very, you know. It was fast. You know, because when I think of a drama, I think of a more. Easygoing pace. More, yeah, more uh, economic pace. However. If you just break it down to its definition, was there drama from 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 the first second? Yeah, to the last to the last second, second of the movie. Yeah. Literally, I just the I just, last frame of the movie there I was drama. I wasn't aware of the of the tone that it was setting. No, me I have neither. no problems with the tone. Me I just wasn't aware of it, so it kind of threw me off guard. But yeah. in retrospect, yeah, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. It was it was entertaining the same way The Wolf of Wall Street is entertaining. Mm. Um, and the fact that it's it's fast paced, raunchy, yeah, gritty. It's it's it giving you a taste of someone's lifestyle that no one, yeah, no one gets to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, um, it's a diamond district. That's pretty. 
closed off market, 1%, you know, it gives you, I mean, that's what movies are. It gives you a window into these places that you can't go. Yeah, it really does. Beautiful. Gotta love a good picture. Um, But let me, you know what, let me talk about something. Let's talk about it. You've been talking enough. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, cinematography. Let's just talk about the visuals here. Beautiful. I think they shot that on film. Would you do some research for me? I, I'm going to. Okay. Now, um, the, the lighting, I noticed, was it was very... Okay, now, this, the gym. I'll tell you this. The gym that they're after in the movie is Black Opal, which, if you don't know what Opal is, it's a rock, or it's a gym that is, it's just, it reflects like the entire, spec, the, entri- the entire spectrum of colors. And, you know, it's it, it's a beautiful rock, isn't it? it? It it's it's a precious rock. It's precious. Yeah. Um. So. Though, anyways, it's got its own look about it. It's psychedelic, looking. Um, and you know, the kind of one of the themes of the movie was that you, when you look into it, you can see into the universe because it's so old. Is what they said. Um. Now, they kind of base the visuals off of that, you know. Uh, a dedication so the, to grit and authenticity seems to inform the decisions of the directors, like shooting the movie on film and fin- and filming many scenes on location in yeah. the Diamond Dish. Could you find out what size of film? I'm curious. Hmm. Um, but um, so, anyways, the visuals of the movie, the graphics, the cinematography, lighting, all that stuff is based off of kind of the look of the gym, which I thought was really interesting. Um, cinema, um, camera movement wise, well, well, first of all, and you, and you'll get you'll get a taste of that when you watch the trailer, so you can kind of see the design of the movie and just that it, it. I mean, it's beautiful. Um, now, oh God, where was I going with this? Oh, the cinematography was interesting. Did you notice how many zooms they did? Oh, a ton. There was a lot of zooms. Now, zooms for the average viewer who doesn't know are different than a dolly in. So you'll notice like anytime someone gets closer to the camera, it's different because a zoom camera stays in the same place, but you use the lens and you zoom in a dolly in or a push in is whenever the camera physically gets closer. And that's a lot more human and a lot more natural because it's what we are used to seeing when we're having a conversation, right? You can't zoom with your eyes. However, that would be amazing to have, 2x zoom on your eyes wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great it would be very nice and we also got thumbs we would be an advanced species <laughs> <laughs> we'd be an advanced species if we could right, zoom right, with our right. eyes who would win dolphins who could zoom with their eyes or us with thumbs dolphins with thumbs would mm, win interesting um d- could you imagine giving a dolphin an ak <laughs> oh dear it could operate it but okay wait if each fin was a hand Correct, yeah. If they had, if they had hands. Would they have a hand on their back? Hmm. Interesting. Would that count? That's interesting. Would their tail? They might win with that. Would they have two hands on their tail? No, they'd probably have legs, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to this. Did you know outside of the U.S. now uncut, we're just making a human? Yeah, on outside of the United States, Uncut Gems was released on Netflix. What? Yeah. That's interesting. It, it really is. So I'm assuming that means 
in the future, it will be on Netflix in the United States. The film was executive produced by Scorsese? No way. Does this change your opinion on the movie? <laughs> it's a picture now. <laughs> Upgraded from a film to a picture, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I would call it a film. Yeah. I would call it a film. Um, doesn't matter whose name is huh. on it. Amari Stoudemire and Joel Embiid were originally considered it's not gonna be Kevin Garnett. It's not going to be something I go back and study, but I will. I would watch it again. Makes sense, you know. Um, I can, Thomas. I I gotta apologize. I cannot find what type of film they used. That's okay. If you can't find it, it's probably thirty-five millimeter, which is kind of the standard. Mm. Um, you know, I've always wanted to shoot a film on sixteen. Why? It's a smaller format, so when you blow it up, grain is a little bit bigger, and it looks very. You know, you know, you know that special kind of glowy, soft look that '90s movies have. Yeah, it's kind of like, like that. Like. Uh, for some reason, when you said that, the first thing I thought of was uh, that coming-of-age movie with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, oh, oh. Um, um, God, I couldn't tell you right now. Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not the one. No, but that's incredible movie. Um, was not on, I was not shot on 16. Was but shot on one, of my one of my favorite movies was shot on 16. Dazed and Confused. Dazed, yeah, that's right. Um, but Blue, Blue Valentine, which is one of my favorite movies, is shot on 16, and that's just that. I mean, that came out in 2011. Mm. So, mm. how about that, guys? How about them apples? I've never said that in my life. I don't know why I said that. Um. Anyways, Carson, any, any more any more questions, comments, concerns, notes, anything about Uncut Gems? I thought what would be a nice little addition to our uh, going to see Uncut Gems together is uh, for us to post with the real talk. Google email our our rating, rate it with stars, and write our thing and post it on Google. Right Let's now. do that right now. Let's do it right now. That's a good idea. Thank you, Thomas. I really appreciate it. You know, also, so, Thomas, let's while confer. We're it, while we're on it, yeah. The, the email. The email. Y'all can send us questions, comments, suggestions, suggestions, movies, anything you want. Contact us. Yeah. Real talk. Real. Okay. It's, real. It's, it's real. E E L dot. TLK because there are a lot more real talk podcasts. However, we couldn't afford to get the A. If you if you look up us on if you look us up on Apple Podcast, you know who's the first one to come up? We are. We are. We are baby. Boom. Boom. Oh yeah. Oh. Anyway, we mama. Yeah, guys, send right. send us stuff, uh, videos react to, anything you want. That's real r e e l podcast at gmail.com. Thank there. you, guys. Let's Sorry write, for the quick plug. Let's write a review. All right, here we go. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna write it here. Okay. So there's five stars. What do you want to give this? Well, let's go based on movie picture film. Yeah, movie picture film. I consider it a film. I consider it a film. Okay, so that means we are in the. I don't consider it a cinematic motion picture, but I consider I, it a film. I don't either. I'll, I wouldn't, Wait, I wouldn't, you don't consider it a picture? Do you? You know what? I give it a low picture or a high film. Let's give it a high film. Okay. So you want to do So that's four? What, is, what is that? A, well, no, a film is I mean, that would be a movie. I think I got to give it a 4 out of oh. 5. Yeah, let's give it a 4 out of 5. Let's I I, I would agree. I would agree. 4 out of 5 stars from the real talk. All right. Thomas Milder and it's your boy. Carson S. Davis. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we have to say about this movie? Uncut Gems is a fast-paced. What do we want to say? What do we want to say? 
ride of a lifetime is a is is the uncut gems is a true gem there we go there we go it's not cringy at all even you know yeah <laughs> it is real and, and uncut. uncut. There we that. go, baby. Give me that. There we go. Give me that. <laughs> Throughout. Wait, spell real with two E's. That'd be cute. <laughs> it would be cute. <laughs> All right. Throughout um, the picture, you get a sense of a of a heist-like vibe paired with a somber, heavy setting. Take out, take out, you get a sense of, just say, throughout the film, throughout the, the, the film gives you similar, the, the film gives you feelings comparable to a heist film or movie or whatever. Whatever you want to say, Carson, you're the auteur. Throughout the film, one receives a feeling. One receives a feeling. Comparable. There we go. Comparable. To that, to that of... A heist-like thriller. Here we go. I've never written a review before. Me neither. <laughs> this is, this You're is, hearing this real and uncut. This is thrilling. Cause this is thriller, thriller. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You know he wasn't a great guy. He was a creative <laughs> genius, though, Thomas. Right. Receives a feeling comparable to that of a heist-like thriller, while also engaging the the audience in a stellar in a stellar mosaic of dramatic acting mosaic is a beautiful word to describe this movie it isn't it, really it is. is mosaic of dramatic of dramatic um what is it read it read, read, read what we got uncut gems is a true gem it is real and uncut Throughout the film, a little forced. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the film, one receives a feeling comparable to that of a heist-like thriller, while also engaging the audience in a stellar mosaic of dramatic penmanship. Let's let's end it with entertained. From the first second of the movie to the last, or the first frame to the last. Entertaining. And then do the first. From the first what? Frame. Frame. To the last. To the last. To the last. And then we should do one of those things where it's like three different words to describe the movie, individual sentences, kind of like yeah. Podman yeah. 8 did. I love Podman 8. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Podman 8. <laughs> I forgot about that. Leave us a review right. on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's come up with three words. Okay. Um, how about... Thrilling. Thrilling. Psychedelic. Yeah, it kind of is. That is a psychedelic movie. I felt like I was drug on drugs when I was watching that movie. It was so psychedelic. Thrilling, psychedelic, psychedelic. Psychedelic. And uh, what else do we want to say? You got to pick a word. Yeah, I got to pick a word. I think I'm going to put heavy. Heavy. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. Intense, even. I like intense better. That's, okay, intense. So I picked all three. Well, That's okay. You wrote the rest of it. Make make sure to listen to episode four. <laughs> episode four of Real Talk for more of Real Talk.
be sure to plug our Apple Podcast, Spotify, Apple Anchor. Become a supporter. <laughs> All right. Anchor. YouTube. While Carson is wrapping this up. And Spotify. We are going to get into our New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, as you're listening to this, hopefully, it is December 31st, 2019. 2020 is coming. Winter is coming. The roaring 20s. The roaring 20s, guys. Old money, baby. Here we go. Um, New Year's resolutions. Guys, this is always a tough topic for me. Because I have a hard time with self-discipline. Okay, hold on. Carson's done. Let's read read the final product. Uncut Gems 2019. Real talk. Just now. Four out of five. Uncut Gems is a true gem. It is real and uncut. Throughout the film, Ron receives a feeling comparable to that of a heist-like thriller while also engaging the audience in a stellar mosaic of dramatic penmanship. Sounds like BS. (laughs) (laughs) Entertaining from the first frame to the last. Thrilling, psychedelic, intense. I'm proud of that word, psychedelic. Make sure to listen to episode four of Real Talk <laughs> on, Apple Podca- on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, YouTube, and Spotify to listen to our in-depth discussion of this motion picture. Now, guys, we plugged it. Be sure to go on Google. Yeah. Um, like our review. Give it a thumbs up. Say it was helpful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was this, was this helpful? helpful? Yes, it was. Go over there. Give it a thumbs up. I'm giving it. Um, also, give it a rating yourself. Go watch the movie. Give, give it a rating. We'd love to hear what you think about the movie. New Year's resolutions. Carson, it's coming soon. It, it is coming quicker than the eye what? can tell. What is your resolution? What are you going to do to better yourself in 2020? Well, it's a new decade. Thing. It's a new Carson Davis. It's the new me. Well, uh, it's, your it's your boy. You already know. Uh, here's the thing. You know, I'm going off to college soon. Got about nine months left at home, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, so right now I have the most free time that I'm going to have for a long while. Yeah. Because after this, it. Enjoy it. the grind starts, right? Yeah. So what I want to do is... Just, just hey, tell everyone, you're going to NYU. I am. I'm going to NYU Tisch School very of the Arts own, for drama. Our very own Carson Davis going to NYU. Yes. Oh, how about that? Smart cookie. Hey, thank you, Tom. Thank, all thanks to Chemistry Corner. Yeah, that's the only reason I got in. Listen to Real Talk Episode <laughs> 1 for that one. Uh, but, uh, very excited about that. But, uh, so what I want to do is I want to watch as much of movies, as, as much movies as I can, like the classics, as many, as many, yes, 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 as many, the classics, because I feel like I don't, I don't know them all. I feel like I'm advanced and seeing a lot that many people haven't, but there's so much more I need to see. I agree with you. So that when I'm in conversation, I'm not, I'm not the one who's left out. Yeah, I, I feel like relate. that a lot, even on this podcast, because you're yeah. so much more knowledgeable, or you've seen more movies. I, Thomas, I, I spent my whole life watching movies. Yeah, well, is it, we we watch movies differently. Yeah, we do. I we watch really do. movies, um, and then when I find one I like, I watch it on repeat for quite a while, yeah. and I study it. That's me with music. Really? Yeah. When I hear an album or a song, that's all I listen to for months. Yeah, you 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 listen to it till you can't listen to it anymore. I've yeah, but normally I can't even get to that point when I find something I really like. Like Billy Jean, 
I yeah. could listen to that. Yeah, you song. went on, you went on a Michael tangent, Michael, Michael, yes, Michael Jackson, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson will actually be in the studio episode five. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, I was just um gonna release this new song. I wanted to promote it on Rio Talk. Um what what kind of movies do you want to watch? More classics, you more said. More classics. Uh, I have a lot of I I'm I'm starting to fu- you uh function the my list feature on Netflix. Yeah, I never I never, I never really, really gotten into it. it, but it's kind of nice to keep track. Like the next movie that I'm going to watch is uh Primal Fear with okay. Richard Gere and Edward Norton. Okay. Uh and it's got Francis McDormand in it too. Right. Crazy, uh, but you but love her. I don't think she's crazy, but you do. I just think her her speech last year was crazy. I think she's a creative genius, Thomas. I'm not saying she's not a good actress. Uh, but anyway, so I just, I just I just want to find more. Uh, I just want to watch the classics. Like I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, Thomas. Okay. What's that poster behind your head? Pulp Fiction. Do you know how many times I've seen that movie? How many? Zero. I've never watched it. It's really? on my list to watch. Gotta watch it. See, there's You'll like a few it. classics that we all miss. You'll love it. You know? Yeah, Christopher Walken, John Travolta, oh, Samuel Cartel. L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, even Tarant- yeah, I mean, Tarantino directed, obviously, but he has a cameo. He has a in cameo it. In it. It's, not, it's more than a cameo. It's, it's a full role. Really? Yeah. Really? He, he does that. He did that in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, he did? Yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't want to go yeah, into Tarantino just, too that's, much. That's, because my, that's my New Year's resolution. And I want to read more. Because I read a lot of acting books. But I want to read a lot of uh, I want to read a lot more uh, just normal books. Yeah, because I get more educated. I about think yeah, I think as an actor, so things in general. I think as an actor, you know, it's good. I mean, unlike many other professions, you got to be a jack of all trades in a lot of areas to be an actor. Yeah. Because I, as an actor, you could play any role. So I think reading as much books as a, uh, over as many pop topics as possible it helps will help. So yeah. my goal is to read one book a month this year, or two that, books a month. That's a good goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. I'm a slow reader, so even if I tried to do that, I couldn't do yeah two books. A I month. just have a lot of. Free I could do time one. Now, I could do so. one book a month. But, yeah, um, two books a month. I I, I don't know. I'm just. I, just I, since I have a lot of free. Oh yeah. You know what? Another resolution of mine is what? to grow real talk. That is a good one. Yeah, we 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 want this to kind of pick up, and you know, it'd be great to do this kind of full time. Yeah. Oh, it's uh. That'd be good. Um. But anyways, let's. I want to. So mine. Yeah. My resolution. Um. Let's. So. I've been getting lazy. Mm. Um. Not in the sense of like I just stay on the same bed all day, but just in lazy with content. Mm. Lazy with making things. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, these podcasts are relatively easy. You, you know, you record one morning and then you edit it for about an hour or so, push out some promo. I, honestly, for, per podcast, it's about six hours of work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You what, know how much work I do, guys? Promos. About are, an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of 90 to minutes this. to record the podcast. Um, But outside of that, and that's six hours a week, that's nothing. You know, so I yeah. w- I want to my for my resolution. I want to make more content. I want to mm. be pushing out YouTube videos, just anything more vlogs. I remember when you used yeah, to vlog. Yeah, I did used to vlog. Um, you know, and not not because I had an interesting life or anything. It just helped just me. Just fun to do. It helped me. It, it I, exercises I had, that creative muscle. Exactly, it does. And I had footage, you know, every week to edit. 
Yeah. I was editing constantly, Practice. filming constantly, helping me learn story. And I'd highly recommend it to anyone actually starting out, actually. Just, you don't have to post them. Just make them for yourself. Just make them. They're little, they're, yeah. they're little anecdotes of your life. But, you know, you know, post them. Yeah. Post Why them. not? Who cares? Why you know? not? People are going to judge you no matter what. So post it out there. Get yourself out there. You know, could blow up. You may, maybe, maybe you're an interesting person. You are an interesting person. You are. And I love you. Hey, um, Real Talk is brought to you by you. Not again. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's, we're, we're beating a dead horse there. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, not actually, but metaphorically. Yeah, no, we would never do that. No, no. Don't know. And a live horse, however. Huh? Just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, but I want to make more content. I need to, I want to push out more short films, um, you know, I want to do. I want to add content for real talk. I want to grow this. Um, this is um, this is really fun. I enjoy doing this. Yeah, it's it's a good pastime. It's a good hobby. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Except the part of getting up at six fifteen. Yeah, but that's dedication. It's We're here grind, for you though. guys. It's the grind, though. We're, it's, it's the grind. It is the grind. Yeah. Sooner but, or later, we need to do live shows, and we can have people call in. Yeah, have people asking. That's a, that's that's a ways down the road. That's I have complicated. We gotta. Yeah, that's complicated. People though. are asking Thomas. I know it's complicated. Um. We gotta have more crew to do yeah. it. Right now, it's just us. We need we need our little assistant who can go and buy us coffee. Oh yeah. Well, we do get we do have a um, a routine of getting coffee. Every you know what got lost in real talk? What the Nerf war? That's true. Got lost. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Sorry. Um. But yeah, I just want to push out more content. I'm getting lazy with it. It's yeah. been a year since I made a short film, and that's not acceptable. So yeah. I want to. I don't know. So you're you're saying read two books a month? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why don't we hold each other accountable? Yeah, let's do it. I'll do two videos a month. Okay. And weekly podcasts. Okay. You do I'll two do books two a books month. month and weekly podcasts. And weekly podcasts. And Thomas, let me ask you this. If you ever do a short film, would I be considered? Yeah. Actually, that was part of why I wanted to start a podcast. Hmm. Because I think, like, a lot of people don't know what it's like, the process of making a movie. They, you know, it's a complicated thing. And so yeah. I think it would be cool if we were producing a short film. And then kind of talking about the steps of it yeah. and like what, what what process we're in at the moment on yeah. the podcast and kind of walk you guys through the process and y'all would be along for the ride, you know? Yeah, that would be fun. We could post um, kind of exclusive behind the scenes content yeah. on talk uh, about on Instagram or whatever, you know? Talk about our time spent working yeah. together. E- everything from like writing the script down to location scouting, yeah. uh, finding cast and crew, catering, everything, you yeah. know, the whole, you know, the whole shebang, the whole nine yards um, nine meters for all you Europeans. Um, anyways, yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. I want to yeah. make. I want to make more things. Yeah. Um, I want to be less lazy. Thomas, can I get the air horn effect? Yes. Let's get this bread. There we go. Thank you, Thomas. Beautiful moment. Appreciate it. Just kidding. <laughs> all right, guys, and that Let's brings us to go. our recommendation of the week. Our reco of our, the week. Our weekly recommendations, where yep. we tell you what we have been watching, what we like, what you should watch or read or listen to. Guys, Carson, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you go first, Thomas. All right. Well, listen, I caved. I got Disney Plus. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's decent. Um, I think it would have been a lot, uh, a lot more fun if we were ten. True. Yeah, I mean they got all the classics on there, but they um, do have classics. That's true. I, I just I wanted to get it for their new stuff, like yeah. The Mandalorian, and uh, I want to watch the world according to Jeff Goldblum. That looks yeah. interesting. I watched one episode of that and he is insane, dude. He's he's, he's hel- such a legend. He's hilarious though. though. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, um, my recommendation of the week is Origins, and that's a original on Disney Plus. It's like a oh god, an eight part series, I think, like forty two minute episodes of it, it. It's just it breaks down human history into its most um, influential and iconic moments, like the like the discovery of fire. Um, it talks about money, mm. how money came about. Um, talks about medicine. That was an interesting one. I learned a lot about the Black Plague on there. I just highly recommend it. Jason Silva, he's not a name you might have heard, but he had a YouTube channel for a long time called Shots of Awe, where he'd make these incredible little short films talking about kind of like um, the intimacies of humanity. Yeah. You know, just kind of like the in-between moments. And I need like, to watch that. It's, it's intense. It's, it's really good. Um, psychedelic. Too. Oh, you're using that word again. Yeah, well, it is. Trust me, when you watch it, You'll say it's psychedelic because you're going to think that guy's high. Um, but yeah, he was a host of it. Kind of walked you through it. He's a great host. Um, it was really cool. They got one on architecture, kind of how that evolved from like a like a, like a mud hut into like the Burj Khalifa and stuff like that. And wow. It's really interesting. How many are there? I think there's eight. There's eight? Yeah. Um, I kind of watched that over the course of about a week or two. And that's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, right. Origins. Origins. Carson, what you got for us? Actually, I was going to give you one, but I'm going to give you two. One's a movie and one's a book. Uh-oh. It's a twofer. It, it's, yeah. It's a two-for-one. Let, let me do that. So, the film, got to give it to one of my personal favorites of all time. And that is the 1996 picture. Actually, no. It is a cinematic motion picture. Oh. Sling Blade. Okay. Starring Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Written by Billy Bob Thornton. Created by Billy Bob Thornton. And I believe directed by Billy Bob Thornton. Wow. It is it wearing is, wearing quite a few hats on that one. Yeah. He uh it also stars uh John Ritter, a little cameo by uh Robert Redford. Okay. Uh it's a good and uh, a young Lucas Black. It's it's a good it's a good What's movie. it about? It's about Troubled guy uh, who uh, gets released from the state hospital, and it's kind of his events after his time spent at the state hospital. Okay. I can't, if I tell you what it's about, it kind of ruins the picture. Okay. So Netflix put it on their service. Have you guys ever heard of that? Netflix, it's this multi billion dollar. You know, I've heard a few whisperings. <laughs> it's just, uh, but they just put it on their streaming service. Totally recommend it. Came out ninety six. You should watch it. Okay, I, it's one of my personal favorites. And next episode, I'll do my impression of Slingblade. Uh, number two is the book. It's called The Dude and the Zen Master. It's uh, co-written uh, with uh, oh, I forgot the Zen Master's name, but it's it's also written with the dude Jeff Bridges, who uh, starred. Oh, okay. In the Big Lebowski, and he's 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 a Hollywood legend, Hollywood royalty, but uh, it's about how yeah, he's the Big Lebowski relates okay. to the art of Zen, and I think every actor should read it too. Speaking of the art of Zen, yeah, my dad got a book for Christmas about Bill Murray's Zen, his aura. <laughs> I've heard of this book. Yeah, I oh, 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 what's it called? Bill the Murray. Taoism of Bill Murray. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got that. I'm I'm kind of curious about it. Bill Murray is. A, a cultural icon. Hey, while we're on the topic of my dad and Bill Murray, <laughs> I've got a little anecdote. So, do you know the director Wes Anderson? Yes. 
I have an anecdote about Bill Murray too, but I'll go after you. Okay. Well, okay. So Rushmore. Have you heard of that movie? No, I haven't. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, and it um, old, old. I think it came out in the eighties, maybe. I don't know, maybe nineties. Um, but anyways, it's a great film. Um, Jason Schwartzman was extremely young, and he played a high school kid. Okay. Um, but the high school they filmed at was the high school was in the district that my dad was working for. So okay, you know the job that I've been doing, where yeah. I've been doing videography for the district. Um. My dad was doing my boss's job in this district. Okay. Okay. Which is the communicate uh, director of communication. Okay. Um, so whenever the film approached them and said, "Hey, we want to film in this district at this school," it was him who had coordinated. Yeah. So he ended up negotiating that he could be an extra in it. Oh, really? And there's a scene. Um, well, he's an extra in two scenes. One of them, you just see the back of his head. It's, it's, it's in a conference room. Um. I forget the main actor who was in that scene. I don't think it was Bill Murray. But at the end of the movie, there's this like play scene. Like it's, it's a play about Vietnam, right? It's, they're acting out this war scene. Yeah. But Bill Murray is sitting in the audience, and my dad is sitting right behind him. No kidding. And my dad said he, he had a conversation. I mean, because you're filming for a long time. Like 12, 12 hour days is union standard. Anything over that is overtime. Yeah. And they usually go overtime. So it's a long shoot. So you're sitting there for a long time. He starts talking to Bill Murray. Just having a conversation with him for hours. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously a lot of extras, they want his, they want his autograph. So my dad had this nice pen that he carried with him, gave Bill Murray his pen. He started signing autographs with it. Yeah. And then Bill Murray, at the end of the day, returned the pen. My dad still got the pen. Wow. It's that's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you can actually see him in the background, sitting right behind Bill Murray. Was this at MB Lamar High School? Yes. Well, um, um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, which I thought was pretty cool, um, but yeah, not Wes Anderson. I, like like any young filmmaker, I looked up to him for for a little bit. Um, um, here's my anecdote about Bill Murray. There is a uh, Netflix documentary that Netflix, I believe, produced, and it's called Bill the Bill Murray Stories: Life Lessons Learned from a Mythical Man. Okay. Uh, somewhere in that documentary, my uncle is on there. My really? maternal uncle. Uh, because he owns some bars in Austin. Mm -hmm. And Bill Murray just showed up and wow. started, went behind the bar and just started giving out drinks. Started giving <laughs> away their alcohol? Yes. Because <laughs> he's Bill Murray. And he could do that. How, how interesting is that? That's pretty interesting. It was also featured in Mental Floss. Everyone knows Bill Murray. He is a icon. Do you know that he has a 1-800 number? No. He doesn't have an agent? Really? People call his 1-800 number, leave a message about what they want him to do. He checks it like every two two weeks or month. Wow. And sees what, what what's up. He's got to get a lot of spam. How much? Are, <laughs> how baller is that, though? That's pretty cool. You know, a lot of people are doing that now. A lot of celebrities are getting like a second phone, like another, another phone number, and they're just yeah. letting their, their fans text them. And yeah, I've seen like, that. You know, I've seen do that. you know who Gary Vee is? Mm -mm. He's like this business entrepreneur, like uh, mogul or whatever. You know. You yeah, know? but I've seen some celebrities just saying like, "Text me" and putting their. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's not, obviously not their personal phone. No, but. But uh, I think that's pretty cool. There's it's more. A cool way more, to connect. Yeah, more really direct. promote yourself. Yeah, like imagine, like you could you could get into an intellectual conversation with uh, with with a celebrity. 
You think Denzel will ever like do you that? Name it. I don't think. He I will. don't think so. I think he's he's. I been watched this old talk show that. that he doesn't even have apps other than the basic apps on his. <laughs> he's smartphone. got the clock and the weather. He's such a boss. That's kind of cool though. He is such a boss. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, well, those were our recommendations of the week. It was a pleasure to spend this time with you. It's been a great episode. This is a lot better than last week. I think this might be our best, actually. Yeah, I think so. Other than the ten tangents. Yeah. Episode four slash slash tangents. Yeah, that's got to be the name. Tangents almost. and more. Tangents and uncut tangents gems. Plus. Tangents <laughs> plus. Disney. Disney plus. Disney minus. I saw some film critics said I should change my name to so-and-so plus. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the strings are. Yeah. Apple TV Apple, plus. Apple plus. Um, Disney plus. Disney plus. Netflix Plus. Well, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening, um, guys, we are on episode four. Um, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, um, YouTube, um, Real Talk on YouTube, um, Spotify. It looks like most of our uh, audience is divided fifty-fifty between Apple Music and Spotify. Um, we are on Anchor. If you want to become a supporter, you can. Helps us make the podcast, makes it easier, makes it better. Um, head over to anchor.fm and go to our Real Talk page. It will be the first one that comes up with the red on it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Honestly, Twitter. I know if they've gotten this far to hear it, they know it's red. I know. Well, it looks like what you're listening to it on. <laughs> Anyways... Um, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Same handle. It's at real, R-E-E-L-T-L-K underscore podcast. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, it's your boy. It's your boy. Carson S. Davis. It's been, it's Thomas Milder. And that's been Real Talk episode four, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see we'll you next see year. We'll see you next year on Tuesday. 2020. 5 a.m. Central Standard Time. See ya. You're listening to Real Talk.